Welcome to the Global Sales Mentor Podcast for conversations that drive growth. When you are ready to grow your international sales, join the conversation with your host, Zach Selch. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I am here with my friend Julio, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, driving international sales, another conversation that drives international sales growth. And I'm trying to bring in an eclectic group of people from different parts of the world. And Julio is Colombian, uh, my, uh, which is where my wife comes from. And, mm-hmm. and Julio really focuses on uh, sales within the Western Hemisphere, going from Latin America and North America and back and forth and different things. And he has a lot of great experience with that. Uh, so I'm just going to jump in and ask uh, Julio to introduce himself and talk a little bit about what it is that he does, because I think he has a very interesting perspective compared to some of the other things that I've talked about. Excellent. Thank you, Zach. Julio, welcome and thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. So uh, maybe you could just introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what it is you do. Absolutely. We are a contract research organization and a market access consulting firm that helps medical device companies from the US and also other uh, life science companies, biotech, et cetera. Uh, uh, from the U.S. uh, to do business in Latin America in basically two fronts. One front is early stage clinical research and the other front is uh, market access or market entry, how to find distributors, how to do local market research, how to obtain regulatory approvals, etc. And we focus particularly in Colombia for many reasons that we can talk about. Well, the Colombian medical market is a great market, so I, I can understand that. And very often when people are trying to get into uh, especially life science things, the regulatory is a very big problem, right? And sometimes it's even the thing that scares people most. When I talk to people and they're talking about expanding internationally, very often what they say is, uh, well, I'm not quite sure about how I'm going to deal with the regulatory. So what you basically do is you help companies with their regulatory process, right? across Latin America. And you do that pretty much in, in virtually every country in Latin America, right? Yeah, we, we help them with the regulatory process. But however, our scope, SAG, goes beyond that. Of course, because it goes beyond that. A, it also goes into the, in the research and finding the distributors. Exactly, and all that. exactly. Yeah, and also clinical research in case they, they want to do studies to validate the technology, uh, studies to facilitate physician adoption in the market, to gather local clinical data, to show local QPN leaders, etc. So we go beyond what the typical regulatory affairs uh, consulting firm does. Uh, in, in pretty much every country, you find right. a regulatory consulting firm. Mergo is probably the, the leader and some yeah, other Yeah, everybody knows them, them, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you find attorneys that do that in pretty much all countries in Latin America, etc. Right. However, we go way beyond that because we realize, Zach, that these companies need really um, hand-holding in, in, oh. in, in many instances. So the, the regulatory affair consultant, the typical service provider, 
in this sector, uh, it's, it's short. Uh, it, right. it doesn't really fulfill the, the, the needs of these companies. So oh, we definitely. go way beyond that. We give them a regulatory strategy. We give them advice. We give them commercial uh, uh, strategies, uh, reimbursement strategy, et cetera. Everything that needs to be done to make sure they ensure long-term success in a particular market. And we focus in Colombia. We have an operation in Colombia because we believe that Colombia is probably one of the best uh, countries to start uh, doing business in Latin America, both in clinical research and also uh, sales. And we partner with some other uh, trusted partners or companies right. in, in other countries in Latin America to make sure our clients have a full service uh, uh, service provider so, here. That's great. So I'm always telling people how important it is to choose markets correctly when they're expanding internationally. And I also think that uh, Colombia is a great first market in Latin America, or one of the, the first two markets in Latin America to go into. What, uh, what can you tell me about the success you've had in getting countries, uh, companies to sell in Colombia and then go from there to expand into other parts of Latin America? Yes, the, the reason um, why many companies choose Colombia uh, is, I would say first, is the third largest economy in Latin America. Uh, it's the third most populous country in Latin America. It has a top performing- And it's nicer in a lot system. of ways than the other, the, the two bigger ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> and that plays a big role in, 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 in doing business. <laughs> right. So, so um, the regulatory approval process is fairly straightforward. In Bima, it's a level four regulatory agency. But, but overall, there are four countries in Latin America that are OECD aligned. Mm -hmm. The Organization for Economic Cooperation right. and Development is the club of wealthy countries around the world that have recently um, included Latin American countries, namely Mexico, Peru, Chile, and Colombia. And right. these four countries are putting together what is called the Pacific Alliance, which is the, the wealthy club or the club of wealthy countries right. in Latin America or and countries where it's a lot easier to do business. Right, now remind me, if I remember correctly, if you bunch those four together, what are they? They're the seventh or eighth largest economy in the world, yes. right? Yes, great right. point. It's about the eighth largest economy in the world. Right. Yeah, it's and about 200 something million people all speaking one language yes and like you said they don't have the bureaucracy I, i've never had a problem with anybody not paying me from colombia or from uh chile right or uh you get money out the bureaucracy yeah. is relatively simple right so yeah. if you're doing business with those countries you're avoiding and don't get me wrong i love argentina but sometimes they have, they have they have trouble <laughs> the sometimes the food, yeah. but they have trouble sometimes with their currency, right? Yeah, and um, very unstable economy, right? Yeah, Argentina. So, so I've had people say to me, "Look, I can't pay you for another yes. 180 days until mm -hmm. you know I can free up some foreign currency." Never had yeah. that problem with Colombia or Peru or Chile or Mexico, exactly. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mexico's currency has dipped a little bit and Colombia's currency has dipped a little bit. But, mm -hmm. but again, those are, the, you know, between those places, if you were to look at that, you could say that's a really good, solid place to do business, right? 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The other aspect of it is the geographical location of Colombia. A lot of companies choose Colombia as their, their headquarters for Latin America. For example, yeah. Johnson yeah. & Johnson just yeah. upping a $40 million headquarter in Bogota for Latin America, Amazon and other yeah. countries. Look, good airport, right? Good airport. Yes, one of the top airports in Latin America, Bogota. Yeah, not not that far from, uh, I mean, not that far from Miami, right? It's a, you can yeah. fly out six, two and a half, three hours, right? You fly out six, seven a.m. from uh, Bogota. You're in Miami by nine o'clock, and you can get on yes. a plane someplace else, right? Exactly. So yeah, yeah. and um, you know, and the crime is is nowhere near what it was when you were were a kid, right? Oh, no, I mean, it's it totally has, different. Uh, shifted. Yeah, yeah, totally different. Actually, I was reading some stats um, the other day, and they were saying that the crime rate in Washington is a lot higher than in Bogota now. Yeah, up. Washington, D.C. Yeah, some yeah, parts yeah. of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Maryland, Baltimore is really scary there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, so uh, that, that makes perfect sense. And um, when you're dealing with life science stuff, with medical devices, right? Colombia has now, again, you, you take a look at it. Colombia has some great hospitals, right? In Barranquilla and Medellin. Great point. Um, yeah. A lot of very advanced uh, surgical techniques, yes. cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. um, I want to say in Medellin, they've, they do lung transplants, right? Uh, yes. So yes. I would say so. Very good uh, medical. Right, very mm -hmm. good medical uh, uh, facilities ac across the board. So they're buying high quality stuff. They trust Americans. Yes, yes, very much. Uh, so, they love Americans. They love Americans. More than that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, so I, actually, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it is, no, you're uh, bringing up a good point. Uh, Colombia is considered the Israel of Latin America. In other words, yeah. it is the most protected <laughs> country in Latin America by the U.S. Uh, empire. In I've, other words. I've, I've never heard that, but that makes that makes perfect yes, sense. Yes, yeah, yeah, because it's strategic location, because of the 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 political dynamics that are happening here. Colombia is one of the wealthiest countries in yeah. the world in natural resources. Yeah, and and that is right next to Venezuela. Is right across yeah. the pond from Cuba. So right. you have all these socialists, leftists. Uh, Companies, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, regimes trying yeah. to get a hold of Colombia because it's really the most precious uh, jewel in, in the region for the Spaniards. That's how it was. No, no, the vice that, kingdom of Spain yeah, was yeah. based in Colombia. And all, in the, all the gold used to leave out through exactly. Cartagena, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. So Colombia that's, has an interesting history and everybody wants a piece of Colombia and that's why it's, it's heavily guarded by the Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, as an American who's done business in Latin America, well, the other thing I can tell you is it's a really good way to do your week. You start off in, uh, in Buenos Aires, you do uh, Santiago, then you mm -hmm. do uh, uh, Lima, uh, you do yeah. uh, Quito, you end up Friday morning in uh, Bogota, and then you fly okay. home on Saturday, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty good week that way. Uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty neat like that. Yeah, great. Yeah, so what yeah. are some of the challenges? I mean, there are lots of stereotypes about the cultural differences between Latin Americans and North Americans. But what would you say some of the challenges are in understanding the from a cultural perspective, understanding business culture? You know, your, your typical gringo shows up in Bogota, goes to a meeting, 
And uh, what would you teach him about that? What would you tell him to, to do differently? I've been in situations like that. So I times. bet you uh, have. It's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, to see the gringos uh, trying to understand what's going on. First of all, the meetings never start on time. Second of all, probably 15 minutes uh, into the meeting, everybody is still speaking about personal stuff, about the news, about their families, right. about the soap opera. <laughs> yeah. And everybody wants to get to know each other. And sometimes for American, it's hard to understand because they want to get straight to the point. Right. Just, they're there for business. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you what, American business culture is, is what we call situational trust. Mm -hmm. I show up, I'm a VP, I, I trust you, I expect you to trust me, that's it. We don't really need to know each other. Yeah. Colum Colombia is totally different, right? Yes, uh, yes. You, you, you have to talk, you have to get to know each other, you mm -hmm. might have to have a meal with somebody, right? Yes. And that's one of the... You find people in common, that's also key. You find who, who we know in common, so... We know that I, we can trust each other. Yeah. A while back, I went for a, a road trip in Colombia with my mother-in-law. And I was joking. I said, you know, an American goes to check into a hotel and you, you fill out the form, you give them a credit card, they give you a key and that's it. When a Colombian goes to check into a hotel, it becomes an hour conversation about mutual friends. You know, because because you find I know somebody who was here before last year and she was such a nice lady and uh, blah, blah, bleh. And a lot of talk and, and stuff goes on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, it's not a waste to see the dynamics. Oh, yeah, but it's not a waste of time. You simply can't do business no. without you mm -hmm, can't mm -hmm. you can't cut it off. You can't say, look, I don't have time for this. Right? It doesn't work. It, yeah, you can avoid it. You can avoid it, especially scotch. Sometimes scotch gets in the way and you need to have it as an American, even if you don't like it. <laughs> That's part of the, the way it works here. There you go. It's funny. I, uh, I, I, I haven't been to Venezuela for a couple of years, but I used to say they have fantastic rum in Venezuela, but everybody wants to drink yeah. scotch because they don't it's want to It's one of the largest consumers of, of scotch in the world, actually. Exactly. It's really interesting because they have such good rum, you know, but yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a foreigner. And that's, that's the thing around here. Um, everything that is American, everything that is imported, everything that is British, Scottish, mm -hmm. Irish, German, is highly regarded as a product of quality. Uh, oh, yeah. valued. So, yeah. And that applies to medical technologies, especially that uh, now that you have all these Chinese uh, products, uh, Indian products. So right. the FDA certificate is really, uh, it really helps um, get into the market. That, that's been my experience. If the price is right. Yeah. The value right. proposition is, is right, of course. Right, right. But they do want good quality stuff. And honestly, if you go into um, not every hospital in, in Colombia, but you go into a lot of hospitals, you would not know that you're not in America. Right at a good yes. ho hospital in America, right there, it's across the board, top of the line equipment, top of the line yes. beds, everything is really good. And the doctors are really good. The, the doctors in Colombia are fantastic. Yeah. Let me say something about that. Please, um, please. That's also an excellent point. Um, there is a ranking, annual ranking, mm -hmm. 
that a magazine, a prestigious magazine in Chile does. It's called America Economia Magazine or something like that. And they publish their annual ranking of hospitals, the best hospitals in Latin America. And Colombian hospitals are always in, in the top 40, 50% right. of the best yeah, yeah. hospitals in Latin America. And, yeah. and, and, and you are also bringing another point, which is the fact that a lot of the physicians here, because of the geographical um, proximity with proximity, the US, right. like my brother, exactly. Right. And they sometimes train in the US, they go for rotations in the US, they spend a yeah. few months in a hospital in the US. Um, they, they, a lot of doctors do the, the UCM, um, USMLE uh, test in the US, right. trying to get into the US system. Uh, sometimes they fail, they come back to Colombia, or sometimes they spend a, a couple of years in the US, they do the residency yeah. and come back to Colombia, and, and whatever. I mean, in different uh, personal reasons, but they, uh, a lot of them come back. So you have right. bilingual doctors training the US, uh, board certified, uh, some of them. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's what you And, and my sometimes. feeling is, from my experience, is getting a good reference site. Let's say you, you get a good reference site in one of the good hospitals in, in Colombia. You know, if you're selling an American product that isn't yet in Latin America, and you can get it into one of the good hospitals in Bogota or Medellin or someplace like that, because you meet a doctor who studied in America, yes. who did his residency in America. Now you have a reference site in Latin America. And you can yeah, go down yeah. to Chile or Peru or Brazil mm -hmm. or Argentina and you can say, look, I'm in one of the good ho hospitals. And, and what I, the other funny thing that I like as a reference site in Medellin is you have a hospital that's right next to the airport. So you can fly <laughs> people in, go, go to the hospital for a reference yeah. site and get out. Yeah. It's yeah. really easy. Yeah, yeah. San Vicente Fundacion just built a world-class facility in the Rio Negro area close to the airport. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's really yeah. beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, please. No, I was going to say that uh, it, it, you, now you're talking about reference uh, sites. For example, if you say that you did a study or uh, one of your QPNO leaders is the chief of cardiology or whatever at Fundacion oh, yeah. Santa Fe, for example, in Bogota. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like... <laughs> the crown jewel of medicine oh, yeah. in Colombia and in yeah. South America. Right. Uh, Hospital Cardio, Fundacion Cardio Infantil, also in Bogota. Uh, Clinica Country, Marley, etc. I mean, you have some top facilities. Actually, Colombia is a medical tourism destination. Right. A lot of the hospitals, I'm sorry, a lot of the governments mm -hmm. of the healthcare systems in the little islands in the Caribbean send their patients to Colombia because they need yeah. high complex procedures because well, they don't have the infrastructure they can't, they, for that. They can't hold it. Like a, uh, you go to Aruba, I think they have yeah. 250, 300 beds in the whole house, in the whole uh, yeah. country, <laughs> country, right? Yeah. So yeah. They, yeah. Can't, they can't have a good cardiac. I mean, no offense meant if any uh, cardiologist from Aruba is listening, yeah. but um, yeah. they're not going to have the same level of a cardiologist or, or an oncologist or anything like that, yeah. right? So yeah, so they, they feed don't have the volume. Exactly. exactly, right. No, that's yeah, they feed it to Colombia, same with Panama, same with Ecuador, uh, even Peru, uh, Bolivia, yeah. all these countries come to, to Colombia for- When you're selling into uh, Latin America, like you said, it's a really a good first stop, right? Because yes, you, it is. you get in, mm -hmm. 
you can find people who, who like Americans and so on. You get yourself a solid yeah. reference site, and then you can leverage that reference site to move to other countries in Latin America, right? Absolutely. Now, that's, a, that's a common strategy. I'm also gonna say that uh, about half the time I've had a regional manager based in Latin America, I've based mm. him in uh, Bogota. Because mm -hmm. again, what did you say in the beginning? Uh, great airport, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's good, you can find well-educated people. I mean, there. Yes. Uh, you, you talked mm -hmm. about the doctors, but there's a good business school too, right? So you can Absolutely. get a, a, you know, a, good, a good person yeah. with an MBA. And maybe you can get somebody who has, you know, a few years experience working for one of the mm -hmm. US headquarters, right? Yes, and it, that's, and that's something that we use for recruitment. We look for people who have worked for a US based company it, in Colombia. Exactly. They get the get, training, the US mentality, the structure. Exactly, you grab some guy who spent five years at J&J, &J, you know he's gonna be yes. a good guy, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, and maybe he doesn't want to work for a big corporation anymore. Maybe he wants to work, you know, at a higher job with a smaller company or something, right? So it's a great way yeah, to snag yeah. people. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. And you have a lot of people like that. You, you know, you have a lot less in other countries in Latin America because a lot of places, yeah. like you said, headquarter in Bogota, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and um, you find a lot of smaller countries. I mean, Latin America has 33 countries or so. So unless you're in Mexico right. or Brazil, you are in a very small country. Um, and that's not even know. counting the, that's, are you not counting the, are you counting the Caribbean? That's without the Caribbean. No, counting the Caribbean, oh, 30 something countries. With, yeah, yeah okay. Latin America, the, 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 yeah, the English speaking yeah. Caribbean, the French, there, there's right. a couple of, there's a French uh, department or territory. Yeah, yeah. There's right, another right. Dutch or yeah, something. It's a, it's so a lot, of, lot of little countries, exactly, yeah. It's very fragmented, extremely fragmented. Yeah. yeah, and that makes it challenging for U.S. companies to do business in Latin America because a lot of my clients say, like, "Oh, I wish Latin America were like the U, the, the, the I, European well, Union." I know, and it's always like I'll tell you what: the Caribbean was always my nightmare because you can't find one distributor that can handle the Caribbean. You need five oh, or yeah. six, like <laughs> five or six, and then you're looking at. You know, each one of them is going to pull in a quarter of a million dollars a year, a hundred thousand mm. dollars a year, something like that, because there just isn't enough volume. But yeah. you can't have one guy doing all the Spanish islands and the Dutch islands and the English islands. They don't do it. Yeah, you, you never yeah. find somebody who can cover everything well. Uh, so I always Great. had a lot of trouble with the Caribbean. It's, it's a mm -hmm. difficult area to cover in a cost effective way. Right. Yeah. And then you end up with somebody yeah. out of Panama who mm -hmm. is managing six distributors and he's taking 7% mm -hmm. off the top. So now your prices <laughs> are up, right? And, exactly. You know, or from Miami. Too. Right. Or from Miami yeah. or something. And you're going, well, how come my prices are so high in Aruba? And you're like, well, you have a distributor <laughs> and then you have another distributor, right? You know, so. This is like five middlemen. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So what else, uh, what else can you tell me about uh, that, that's uh, unique or, or close to unique about doing business in Latin America that people in America should hear, in North America should hear about, you know, before they come down that uh, will, we'll, uh, you know, we'll give them a little bit of preparation. <laughs> uh, I, I think um, 
something unique is, is, is that nobody is in a rush here somehow. Um, life, the world vision, the world view is different. Um, the and yet it Mariana, gets done, right? Everything gets and done. And everything gets done. So, yeah. Yes, everything gets done. <laughs> and, but everything is about mañana. Yeah, there is no rush. Take it easy. But Americans, and I consider myself uh, an American too. I'm a U.S. citizen. Right. I've been I know, in the U.S. But, for but 25 it's, years. It's, it's always sort of funny to be in that middle where you understand both cultures. Exactly. I know. Yes, yes. I know. And my company act as a buffer. So that yeah. my clients do not have to suffer so much. That, <laughs> and that, that's things. really good. I'll tell you yeah. what, I used, to, I used to work with this company and it was really funny. We had a very, very nice um, sort of like a demo area in the factory where you could come in and see our devices and everything like that. And you, you could get coffee delivered there. But if you did it, you had to fill out a form two weeks in advance. Because you, you had to fill out a form for everything you wanted that day, and you had to give it in okay. two weeks in advance, including the coffee. Wow. Now, the thing is, if you wanted, so if you wanted coffee, you had to say the people are showing up at nine o'clock. But if you said nine o'clock, the coffee came at nine o'clock or 8.55. Yeah. So if you, if you were having people that were supposed to come at nine o'clock, you'd say, but you know what? If they show up at 9.30, the coffee will be cold. But if I ask for coffee at 9.30 and they do show up at nine, then we don't have coffee for half an hour. And I used to say, I used to, say to people, come on, I'm getting people in from Latin America. I don't know when they're gonna show up. Can I get some hot coffee? Can I just pick up the phone and say, now bring the coffee? And they said, no, no, they have to show up at the time they're telling you they're showing up. And I'd say, I can't tell them that they have to show up at nine o'clock, right? They're not going to show up at a specific time because I told them to so that we could get hot coffee. Yeah. And I couldn't get anybody in my factory to understand that. And uh, mm. it was the funniest thing because, yeah, sometimes they'd show up at nine o'clock. Sometimes they'd show up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and, you know, they were right. They were like, well, I woke up. Breakfast was really good. I wasn't in a hurry. I called my wife, you know. You can't argue with that. Those are all perfect. You can argue with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to deal with things like that all the time, Zach. I For bet, example, yeah. I'm trying to set up a meeting with somebody in Colombia, and they tell me, I, I, I text them, uh, WhatsApp is widely used here. Yeah. Send them a, a WhatsApp message. Hey, when I meet with you, when are you available? Oh, um, Wednesday afternoon. Okay, uh, what's Wednesday afternoon? Is it, is it two? Is it 2.15? Is it three? Is it four? Yeah. Is it 4.30? Is it six? Oh, we'll see. We will speak in the morning and we'll set it up. I'm like, I have to schedule my week. I have to put it in my calendar. So I can't block the whole afternoon. Yeah. Wednesday afternoon right, because this guy, hour, this guy yeah. hasn't given me. The... <laughs> but that's the way it is. So then you have to remember, set a reminder, to send him a text message in the morning, Wednesday right. morning, to, to set up a time, a specific time in the afternoon. So. Exactly, that but that's the way it works, right? Yeah. On the other hand, we, the bit, like I say, business gets done, goods get shipped. Yeah. People might mm -hmm, be running mm -hmm. a little late, but we're still doing a lot of good business, right? And a lot of people are making, you know, a good living. Totally. selling products yes. 
from North America into South America, right? So it's it's really a good market. And in the end of the day, you take away these things like people a bit late for a meeting or whatever. There's still a lot of fun to do business. I have some great friends from Colombia and from Peru yeah. and from, from Chile, from Brazil. I mean, and Argentina, a lot of great friends from Latin America. I've had some great experiences yeah, and I've sold, yeah. you know, well over a hundred million dollars over the years in Latin America. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a sure, great market. Sure. Yeah. And you know, also, also we forget to mention the language. I mean, yeah. if you speak Spanish, that will make things a lot, a lot easier. You, you, I mean, well, you have no idea how frustrated sometimes some of my customers sometimes yeah. are when they sit in a meeting with me and, 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 and the locals and everybody's speaking Spanish and everybody's talking very to each quickly. other. And, very and, quickly. And very quickly. <laughs> and they're like, like, what's going on here? <laughs> their face is like, a, like, their head is like a fan going from this direction to this direction. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I... Uh, but at least you know that if you get, like, if you get a, a regional manager in Asia, there's no way he speaks all the languages. But in Latin yes, America, that's a great point. essentially, mm -hmm. you have two that's languages. And there are yeah. a lot of people who speak. And they're very similar, by the way. And they're very similar. So you can, it's yeah. very easy to get a good, solid regional sales manager who obviously speaks fluent por uh, Spanish. Uh, pretty good English and can get yeah. by in Portuguese. Yeah, right? can get by in Portuguese. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's very, right. very common. Uh, so, mm -hmm. but you know, you, when you're dealing with Africa, you're dealing with Europe, you're dealing with Asia, there are so many different languages. You're never going to get somebody mm -hmm. who speaks all the languages, you know? Yeah. Interesting point. Yeah. 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 Is, you, you know, it, it, it does make things easier also. If you have to translate your manuals into Spanish and Portuguese, that's two languages, right? If you have to do a little bit of uh, paperwork or that kind of thing, everything mm -hmm. in Latin America, it isn't exactly identical, right? And also the Spanish is a little different, right? You know, the Spanish in, in, uh, in Argentina and the Spanish in Colombia are a little mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they're, it's the same language, right? You can get by. And that's very. And, and the region is homogeneous, culturally homogeneous. Exactly. Um, everybody yeah. pretty much has the same background: Spanish background, uh, European Spanish background. Uh, the right. American influence is extremely strong in all countries. Right. So you 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 find homogeneity in uh, in in the region. Unfortunately, the regulatory um, pathways are not so homogeneous yet. Yeah. Eventually, but that will get fixed with the Pacific Alliance. I, I agree with you. I think I think we're path. going in that direction. I think we're yes. going in that yeah. direction. Yeah. Great. Great. Oh, um, two more questions because we're talking a little, or one more question. We're talking a little bit about about the healthcare products. We're both from the same background with that. Best show, what do you prefer? Do you prefer FEMA or Hospital R? Hospital R. FEMA. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, like I've, I've, I haven't had a booth at FEMA in years, but I've been going to Hospital R for about 20, 25 years. I, I almost get the feeling that the people who go to FEMA are from the Caribbean more than they are from Latin, from mm -hmm, South America. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yes, the yes. real business, I do really solid business at Hospital R. I'll, I'll usually show up at FEMA without a booth. I'll just meet people and talk to people. <laughs> but um, 
the, the heavy, the real business in Latin America gets done at Hospital R, right? I wanted to see what I your agree. take on that was. Yeah. Yes, yes, I agree. And, and FEMA has now a lot of Indian and Chinese products. Hospital R has probably more advanced, German, more high complex products, more innovative. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. That might tie up with the whole Latin America, uh, Caribbean thing. FEMA also has a lot of booths that sell used, uh, used and refurbished stuff. Yes, exactly. And I don't remember ever yeah. seeing that at Hospital R. So mm -hmm. people from FEMA are going to send me a, a letter bomb probably now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Zach, that, for example, in Colombia, it's illegal. Um, there are restrictions to import um, used equipment. And you know what, that's, that's happening in more and more countries now. And uh, I think it's going to hit that, that whole business of refurbished. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Julio, anything you want to tell us about your business, uh, just to sort of give yourself a little pitch to, uh, to the people who listen? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think um, Colombia has positioned itself as one of the best countries uh, overall in Latin America to do business in, in many sectors of the economy, um, since we're talking about life sciences or healthcare or medical technologies, let's, let's uh, dig deeper into that. Um, in terms of clinical research, before um, we started operations in Colombia, SAC, Colombia wasn't really in the map uh, for early stage clinical research for medical technologies. But um, uh, just to give you a little bit of context to your listeners as well, my brother Pedro was really the visionary here of, of uh, our organization because uh, uh, he trained at Harvard at the Beth Israel Medical Center as an interventional cardiologist. He is the only Colombian who has been accepted to this program and probably one of the only Latin Americans or, or one of the few Latin Americans and after that, he became a professor at the University of Miami, and he started getting involved with the development of several cardiovascular technologies in the structural heart uh, space. So a lot of startups were coming to the university to, to tap into the knowledge of the team where Pedro was uh, a part of. And um, some of the best uh, interventional cardiologists were at that uh, hospital uh, at the University of Miami. So, he started traveling to Paraguay, to Colombia and other countries. And he quickly realized that companies in the U.S. really, really suffer when they want to do business in Latin America, yeah. specifically for early stage clinical research, finding that key opinion leader, that investigator um, that can ethically and cost efficiently lead a clinical trial for an innovative uh, technology that has millions of dollars in investment. Uh, is sometimes difficult and, 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 and they uh, sometimes go to Poland, go right. to New Zealand, Australia, far away places, Georgia in the Eastern European uh, area, Croatia, Lithuania, etc. Right. And, 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 and Pedro said, hey, there's a country here where I'm right. from. Three that hours has away, this right? Potential. Exactly. Right. Three hours away, great healthcare infrastructure great uh, cost savings because of the, the peso exchange rate versus yeah. the US dollar. So it makes it really cost efficient and, and ethical to do business here uh, for clinical research. So let's set up a, a company that helps these companies. And that's yeah. how we got started. That was our genesis. Oh, and organically we were growing and uh, we started expanding our services yeah, yeah. to include 
yeah, market access uh, products, uh, I'm sorry, services. So that companies that were already commercial, that had an FDA or CE mark a product uh, could uh, have help navigating right. the waters of Latin America. So in an essence, that's who we are and that's what we do. No, that's great, thanks. So I'm gonna uh, thank you very much for participating. And I'm going to tell people, you know, when you are ready to grow your international sales, reach out to us. And when you're ready to go into Latin America, if you're, especially if you're in the health science uh, area or medical devices, reach out to Julio. And um, thank you. Thanks a lot for your time. <laughs> My pleasure, so, Jack. Thank you for having me here.